passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pant, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the performance package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs, so their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value, and the patented high-performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at Manscaped.com. Escape.com, promo code Bubba. You know, arguably, Manson, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous with Tony in here and his wife. Yeah. I've been doing radio for a long time, Tony, but you're kind of, you know, pretty special and VIP. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but it's good to be with you. And I, I, I think, when, when was your first, by the way, Tony Dungeon and his lovely, lovely wife, Lauren, I will tell you this, Tony, you need to bring your wife along on more interviews. Well, uh, like maybe I, even I, NBC's yeah. football, you might want to bring Lauren up in the mix. Well, thank you. Have, Lauren's, have Lauren's picks or something like yeah. that. She's doing you good, Tony. She I'll tell is. you that right now. She is, yeah. Tony, when did you get to Tampa? We came in 1996. All right, so I've 20, already here. 22 years ago. 22, and you've, I think you guys have lived here as uh, even when you were in Indianapolis, you had a home here. Did yeah, you know? we kept our home here, so we're back. It's and tough. This to, is our home. It's tough to compare Indiana th- uh, weather to, 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 to Tampa. <laughs> well, I didn't realize you knew about that, but yeah, oh. once we got down here, we knew this was going to be home base. Yeah. And and Indiana sometimes it starts. It gives you a false sense of security, like October, November will be okay, <laughs> but then it'll get you in April sometimes. Yep. Where did did you guys live? Like North Carmel in that kind of area deal? We did. That's where exactly where we lived in Carmel, Indiana. Did, as the head coach of the Colts, Tony, did you ever get to meet another really good friend of mine? Did you ever meet Larry Bird? Yes. As a matter of fact, our boys went to school together at Park 2. Connor. Yeah, I think Connor Con- and yeah. uh, Eric were the same age. Yeah. I was Larry Bird's brother was my roommate in, at Indiana State. 
Is Je- that right? Jeff Bird. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And every year we call Larry for his birthday, December 7th. Uh, and boy, Larry's a character, he, I'll tell you. He is that. Yeah. Uh, no, we had some good times there. You were He was the president of the Pacers, and right. you were the head coach of the Colts. You and uh, Ursay still get, get along pretty well? Very much so. Talked to Jim quite a bit, and uh, they're excited this year. Uh, Andrew Luck back and hopefully healthy. He played last night, got hit a couple times, and, and made it through. And so everybody's fired up. And, and if Andrew is healthy, they'll, they'll be a good team. So we'll talk football a little bit. But we got, we got Lauren here today. Yep. She could care less about football, quite <laughs> frankly. No, not exactly. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Lauren, do you get tired of football sometimes? Like, come on, Tony. Let's write another book or something. I can't take any more defensive <laughs> schemes or anything like that, Tony. So, you guys, this is actually your fourth children's book, I think, is it not? No, actually, we've written ten books in our first series and now with this series, we've written two, and we'll write two more. Now, do you guys both write them? We do. We collaborate and have written two stories, uh, two children's books, and we're excited about them. Uh, Austin Plays Fair is your latest, uh, and you guys are going to be, I think, at Barnes & Noble's tonight. We'll be at Barnes yeah. & Noble's tonight in Carrollwood, right. and then tomorrow we'll be at Lifeway and Costco. So it's for the, I didn't know about the Saturday appearance. Yes. Yeah. Now within your, by the way, you can, let me, I wanted to pull up your website real fast because you guys have the, I think the Dungy Family Foundation. Yes. Yeah, that and, one, but uh, Dungy.com is actually, uh, talks about the book. Oh, so that's where I need Dungy. to go. TeamDungy.com. 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 Yeah. Okay. So TeamDungy.com. That's where the books uh, are. Yeah. You can find out where to get them and uh, all the details, details about what's going on. Now, supposedly, Lauren, I think you guys within the Team Dungy book world, I think you guys, you guys on your books try to like have diversified and different types of kids and different types of scenarios. And I think that and I, if I'm wrong, correct me, but you guys have for your next book or your next series, you have a promotion going where uh, a, a child, no matter where they live, can be the star or a character in your next book. is Am I right on that? That is correct. We have a promotion going on right now, and I, kids would love to be a character in our story. So if you go to teamdungy.com, parents can register their children, and we're going to draw a name, and that person, he or she, will be a character in our next story. Now, Tony, you know i got to ask a few hard questions. And do you and Lauren ever fight over the, like, I don't want to put that in a book, Tony. Well, you're going to put it in a book, Tony. That's what we're doing. Does, does that ever go down, T? She's the head coach when it comes to the, the book writing. We, Are you we the work, special teams coach, yeah, Tony? exactly. We work together, <laughs> but she has the final say. You no, know, no, that's not the way to say it. This Are you just worried about kickoff it. return squad? That's all you're worried about, Tony? <laughs> Uh, Tony and uh, Lauren Dungy, and their newest book is called Austin Plays Fair. And there's also another one, Bubba. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. Maria Finds Courage. It's two that came out Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty through, And my, through Amazon and all the places them, people conventionally yeah. buy books. You can books. get them yeah. Amazon or in the local bookstores. So, Tony, how hard is it to – I know that you're a New York uh, Times bestseller as well, your first book. You've had – is it – Four books, and then you had a paperback. Four and, adult books, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think number one on a couple of them, yeah. a top ten on all of them. And I was actually approached, and I've I got some meetings about doing a book. But how hard, how hard is it to do a book? Like you know, I don't I don't know if I can sit down and actually write it. Like how does it go? Well, um, our adult books, we actually had a, a friend of ours, Nathan Whitaker, who kind of did the writing. We dictated and come up with the ideas and talk through it. Then he'd write, and we. Edit and so, so you like tell him like okay then when I was yeah, in Kansas City once this exactly. and so you kind of tell him a story yep. and then he writes it and then you're like yep. oh, a little more no, of this a little less exactly. of that exactly it's, it's 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 a process so uh, you know you can get help through that but actually doing the children's books is tougher because you really you only have 32 pages 
Uh, you've got to use a certain vocabulary. You've got to, right. you know, target audience. So what can we say? And that's where Lauren has come through, been a former yeah, You're dealing teacher. with, usually deal with grown men doing schematics, and she knows <laughs> what the kids may yeah, want yeah, a little bit more, Tony. Can relate, yeah. Tony, what's been your most difficult head coaching? I mean, out of the two head coaching situations you had, which one was the most difficult for Well, you? coming to Tampa was, Bubba, um, 13 straight losing seasons when we came. And so you're really trying to change the culture and get guys to think like winners, get the community back behind the team, um, you know, get them feeling good. And it was your first one too. And first one. So you're not as experienced. You think, you know, when you rolled into Indy, you were a hired gun at that point, right? I mean, you know, you're a hired gun at you because you had some tough lifting in Tampa early on. It it, it was, but I'll tell you what, we had a good group of guys. And even though I hadn't been established, hadn't been a head coach before I talked about the the things we wanted to do and we want to do some things off the field and, and character and community and, and that, and the guys bought into it and it, it was great. Tony Dungy and his wife, Lauren uh, in the studio today, their new book. Well, the one, one is called Austin plays fair. Yeah. And the other one is, is Maria, Maria finds courage. Maria finds right, finds courage. It's available in stores. Now that they have a in-store tonight at Barnes and Nobles. And then one tomorrow night at lighthouse. Lifeway. Lifeway. I always mess that up. They didn't, they didn't write that down. So I'll mess it up a million times. Lifeway and Costco tomorrow afternoon and evening. Tony of all the guys that ever played for you, who was the toughest? Like not necessarily like the like would it be a Hardy Nickerson? Would it be a Ty J. Like the the one guy, the one guy that like everybody in the locker room. The one thing I've we know we know Ty J. Real well. We know Warren, and the one thing that they say about you, Tony, is Tony didn't mess with the locker room. He knew the guys ran the locker room to a point. If Tony had to come in and, you know, but Tony let the guys kind of run the locker room. So within the locker room culture, who's the one guy like, you know, like I thought Ty J was always pretty tough. The, a lot of people say Ty J's a tough, a tough guy, like just overall grit. Ty tough. J was tough and gritty. Hardy Nickerson was gritty, but believe it or not, Paul Gruber might've been the guy who had the Big most left tackle. Uh, cachet and no no you know paul didn't get upset very much but nobody messed with paul big too from (laughs) university of wisconsin wasn't he yeah yeah question for you if you had to pick a quarterback peyton manning brett Favre, aaron Rodgers, or tom brady you're you're prepared now not not all in at 40 but like in their prime yeah no i'm taking peyton manning all day time yeah and i love the mobile quarterbacks and aaron Rodgers gave us fits moving around um you know, John Elway gave me fits, but Peyton Manning, day in, day out, leadership, uh, orchestrating the game, off the field, uh, in the community. He was he was tremendous leader, tremendous team. Smart, too, wasn't Very he? Very smart, yeah. How about that Omaha phenomenon? A couple, a couple of years ago when he did the Omaha deal. Tony, did you have the Omaha uh, checkoff? We knew what Omaha was, and sometimes it meant something, sometimes it didn't. So would you establish, like, in game planning, okay, Omaha may mean this this week, but next week it would be I this. something So else. the team couldn't check down exactly. on you. Is there a lot of that that goes on, Tony? A oh, lot yeah. of like, and I'm not, you know, saying Belichick or anything, like, but like a lot of like team secrets and people just trying to get an edge. No, you try have to try to stay one step ahead and change things up. And hey, we're going to do this this week. We're going to make it look like this next week, but it's actually going to be something different. And uh, you know they're scouting you, so you you have to try to stay one step ahead. That Tampa two though was tough. I mean, uh, the Tampa two, Tony. I mean, 
that was was that like kind of like your brainchild through all the people that you worked with through the Chuck Knowles and through you know your Kansas City days? Is that what the tamp with Monty started out in Pittsburgh, right? Uh, with the Steelers, uh, that's what Coach Knoll really played. That's where I learned it. We went to Minnesota. I became the defensive coordinator. Monty Kiffin was the linebacker coach. We kind of tweaked it, and uh, then when we came down here, we just had the perfect personnel for it. You know, uh, Derek was already here. Warren Sapp, John Lynch, uh, Hardy Nickerson. All those heavy yeah, hitters. They were, they were Derek here. Brooks. So it was it was perfect, and uh, it kind of took off down here. But it was it was 25 years old when we got here. I forgot, Tony, you were here when you guys had to smell jet fuel for practice, were you not? Right on that. How, uh, how bad was that, T? How bad was it? The old one-buck place and uh, the, the planes flying over. We didn't have to pipe in crowd noise no. for practice because the planes did it And for the jet us. fuel and then the weights outside were all rusty and the guys had yeah. to, I think Darren Kearns and my yeah. guys used to have to go and have to sandpaper yeah. the weights down because they would get all rusty but and stuff. But you know, it was good for us because we said, hey, our philosophy, our sign in the locker room, no excuses, no explanations. So, hey, you know, we won't worry about the jets. We won't worry about the small facility, guys sharing lockers. It doesn't matter. We're, we've got to get the job done and that's the the attitude the guys had. Uh, Tony and uh, Lauren Dungy in the studio today. They got a series of new children's books. Uh, you can always go to uh, teamdungy.com to find out where the latest. You can also, if your child or... Uh, you or if I, you, Bubba, we'll have you in the book. No, no, Tony. Let's just draw a line there. <laughs> let's just draw a line there, Tony. Okay, we can be buddies. I'd love to be Every your buddy. Needs but, a villain. Yeah, well, I can yeah. be the bad. You can be bad guy, Bubba, on there. You know, you can make me. You can make me the bad guy, Tony. Um, so, Tony, let me tell you, how was it like to play on the 78, 77, 78 Steelers? One of the, you know, Mean Joe Green, Lynn Swan, Stallworth, Bradshaw, Franco Harris. What, who was Rocky Blyer? Yeah. Was that the fullback? Yeah. God, what a legendary team. No, um, I got there in 77. They had won two Super Bowls already. I'd watch these guys in high school and college, and then you're in the locker room, and, and all of a sudden you're out there with them. It was pretty unique. But that's where I – Learned my philosophy, and, and Chuck Noll was a, a unique guy to play for. With all those star players, we had nine Hall of Famers. Uh, his whole mantra was, we've got to be together. We've got to win as a team. And he also said, don't put everything into football. Don't make football your entire life. And, and we had guys who did a lot of things off the field, were involved in the community. Franco used to ride his bike to practice every day, right through the, the neighborhood, coming to the stadium. People loved him because he was he was one of the, the people of the community. And I think I learned that and got that lesson more than anything else. Well, you do it so well, you know, Tony. Uh, then you go on to, I think, San Fran in 79. Yes. Uh, and now who was Played for Bill Walsh. It was his first year as, as the head coach. And I uh, learned how to build a, a, a championship team because we, we struggled. We only won two games that year. Tony, would you say Tony Dungy and his wife, Laura, Lauren, in the studio today, Tony, would you say that maybe of all the people that you've that have touched your life, whether it be through coaching or playing, that maybe Bill Walsh might be the all-time greatest? I mean, just the, the down tree of people that came from the Bill Walsh, uh, either system or assistant. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, assistants that came after him, and he he made some impact. But for me, it was Chuck Knoll. I mean, I, I played for him for two years, worked for him for eight more as an assistant coach, and that's where I learned my philosophy from, and he was tremendous. So, so Tony, how how much strain does the you know football night in America, as highly produced as it is, and is, if it looks that slick and it is that slick, that means that it really there's a lot of prep and there's a lot of you know 
what day do you have to be up there? And does that put a damper on, you know, all your kids and, and your wife and your and your philanthropic things and your books? I mean, that slickly produced TV takes three, four days, doesn't it? Uh, it does, but I'm only up there. We go up Wednesday night. Or excuse me, Saturday night. And Wednesday, I'm like, Tony. <laughs> no, no. We go up Saturday night, and I come back Monday morning. We do a lot of work from home, uh, conference calls and teleconferencing and things. So N- NBC's been good, but maybe I-, I should let Lauren answer that as to how much stress it puts on the family. Yeah, Lauren, I mean, because he's, you know, he's gone virtually almost. It's, it's probably three days with travel almost. Well, the schedule is not as grueling now. It's great to have him home uh, more often. Of course, he's involved in a lot of projects in the Tampa area, so he's just as busy, just different. <laughs> yeah, Tony, venues. you need to settle. I mean, it's hard Tony, for him to sit still. You're busier now, Tony, than when you used to game plan so. back in the back in the day, Tony. Sometimes it is, and then uh, Lauren and I we go uh, on Tuesdays and we read in uh, elementary schools. It's something that that we love to do. Uh, it's been a great way to for us to get out and give back to the community together. I actually got a video of I think this is from your family foundation page where you guys talk about every Tuesday. No matter, Tony, you're always home on Tuesday so that you and your wife can go and give books and read books to kids. And I think here's a little piece right here. Hold on. We're really excited about the reading program that we have established. We live in Tampa. Every Tuesday, we go to Title I schools in the area. We read books and we meet with the children. We talk, we laugh, we have a good time, but we're trying to encourage them to read and to develop an appreciation for reading. And then we give them books before we leave. And often those books are the first or the only books that they have for themselves to enjoy. So Lauren, let me ask you a question. Are you finding out in the day and age of the electronic you know, media and phones and things like that, that we've gotten away from traditional hard book reading. And I think that that, you know, is very necessary in, in developing various skills for kids. And it looks like you and Tony now are trying to bring some of that old school book mentality back and make sure the kids actually have a physical book to take home. Yeah, that is correct. There's so many distractions, if you will, that kids really don't read like they used to. And reading now is something that kids do when they're punished. They've done something wrong, and so now they have to go read a book. Um, But we really think that reading is important. It's crucial to developing skills that you'll use for the rest of your life. So we really want to encourage reading. And so that's one of the reasons why we wrote the two children's books. And we hope that kids will just rediscover that passion for reading and just fall in love with storytelling and enjoying life lessons that come from reading books. Now, I got to tell you, you two are almost, I almost feel like you guys are so perfect. <laughs> like, like, I, I mean, well, no, but I'm just saying like, you know, you guys do all types of philanthropic things. You guys are very involved in your church and you guys are involved in the school and things like that. And I mean, you know, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate epitome, like as far as of a celebrity or a person that gives back to their community is you, Tony. Now, I'm going to ask, Tony, have you ever thought about being a politician? Because you would, like, everybody would want you to be a politician. <laughs> no, I have thought about it, and ab- absolutely not. None, uh, zero. Yeah, but, uh, no, we feel like God has blessed us, given us a great platform, given us the, the sports, um, and so we've got to use it to give back. But uh, I was actually talking to Colin Powell. I was on a program with him, and I asked him about, I said, we need you to run for president. You've got some great ideas. He said, nope. 
He said, right now I can say something, and if it's a good idea, people will say. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just $15 a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, that's a good idea, but if I run for president, automatically half the people will say it's bad before they even hear it because that's the way our, our country is with politics. So we feel like we can give back to the community and get some things done uh, better doing it this way. Oh, you can give far more. You can be far more productive, Tony, <laughs> yeah. and you can do it your way and not be bought and paid for it. Unfortunately, that seems like the way a little bit of the politician thing is going. I know you've heard of Grady Judd, you know, the famous sheriff from around here. Grady mm-hmm. Judd, no nonsense, Grady. Yeah. Well, everybody's been trying. Grady calls the show, you know, a lot, and everybody's trying to get Grady to run for governor, run for governor. And Grady says, I'm not running for governor because in Polk County, I can do what I want and do it my <laughs> way. When I go up there to governor, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do it my way. That's that's. Uh... Uh, there's something to be said for that. Um, don't forget, Tony and Lauren will be at uh, Barnes & Noble in Carrollwood uh, tonight. And then, Lauren, I'm going to let you tell us about the one on Saturday. Um, we're also going to be two stores on Saturday. We'll be at Lifeway, at, which is near Citrus Park Mall. And then we'll also be at Costco. They got you guys working hard, do they not? We are they enjoying do. every minute of it. So we hope you'll come out and... Check out our books and say hello to us. We'd love to see you. Now, your children's books, 
usually you have a you know obviously a message and a lot of times I think in two and if I'm wrong correct me but I think in 2008 you might have been your first book your first series of children's book uh, was based on Tony's younger brother I think wasn't it Tony that yeah. was the very first children's book yeah I think I got my facts mm-hmm. right you're on that you're yeah. on it you're done on your it. homework yeah, and I think his name was Lyndon Lyndon you got it <laughs> and, and it, it was, was called, his younger brother you can do it he became a dentist and he was looking for his life's passion something Coach Noel always talked about find your life's work. Uh, so we did that one, and then we did one. A you can year be a two friend later. You can be a friend about a girl who moved into a new neighborhood, and she was in a wheelchair and struggled finding friendships, and and so yeah, always good messages. So Tony, obviously, I I saw you guys on Fox and Friends, and they brought this up, and I was talking on the, my show earlier today that I really found your answer to the national anthem conundrum that we're involved in with the NFL. I found it really refreshing as to what you said on Fox and friends. And I, I didn't blow it and and say what you said. I was going to let you, you say it, you know, here right now, but would you share your perspective on that? Because it's the biggest hot button going right now. And I just think it's, I think it's very counterproductive. It really is. This whole thing is so misunderstood. We've uh, interviewed a lot of players who have demonstrated, who have protested and, People think, oh, these guys are anti-American, they're not patriotic, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. They are wanting to see their country be better. They're concerned about some things, and they wonder how they can get the message out, where their voice is. So they know right now that this national anthem is, is one time where they have a platform. And so my my answer, if I was still coaching, I, I said on Fox, I would bring the players in. We'd have a meeting, first meeting of the year, Hey, guys, tell me what your issues are, what the problems are. Tell me what your solutions are, what you think should be done, and let's do this. I'm going to give you 15 minutes of my press conference. We've got all the, the media in, all the TV stations. Because you, you have a weekly, weekly press conference. Everybody's conference as there. A head coach. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. National media. I'm going to give you 15 minutes to discuss what's going on, what your problems are. Let's use that time. Let's get your voice really out there so everybody can understand what you're concerned about. And that, to me, is a better way. And I think that's how the NFL should work with the players and not separately. And it's not a knee-jerk reaction. It's right. not. It's a give or take. It's uh, actually it's a more powerful and bigger forum than yes. what they're and than what guys And they are can doing. communicate. And, right. and so people don't have to guess, well, what is he upset about? Right. When what's a guy's standing there kneeling, he doesn't have a way to explain what he's upset about. Exactly. Whereas if he has your last 15 minutes of your press conference, he can audibly talk to the press and say, well, I'm concerned yeah. about this and that and this. Here's what happened in our community. This is what we're concerned about. Tony, Here's... why doesn't Goodell call you up and let you come fix it? I have tried <laughs> to tell them that. And, you, you did. Know, you, I mean, they need I... you, a Hall of Famer. I mean, a guy, I mean, you, you have the most standing of anybody in this particular subject, right? I mean, well, you... I don't know about that, but, I, you know, when the, the president, um, you know, criticized the guys last year, to me, that's what should have, he should have, the commissioner should have said, hey, I'm going to bring 10 or 12 team leaders in. Let's have a press conference. Right. Let's address it and talk about, hey, no, the president was wrong about this, this, and this. Here's why we're doing it. They would have had the, the whole country would have been focused on that. Guys could have gotten their message out. Uh, but instead, uh, it seems like the owners have been over here. Well, what are we going to do? The players, what are we going to do? 
And the National Football League should work together. And honestly, Tony, what coach wouldn't want to give 15 minutes away? Because you're on the hot spot there, and you're like, man, I want to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You guys Instead are sharking on me. asking a question and saying, hey, what, when is this game? When are you going to put this guy in the game? It would be, Instead of yeah. explaining why you got beat 14 to nothing exactly. and how your, how your special team sucked, you'd be like, listen, I'm yeah. going to give the last 15 minutes to my ball players yeah. who have some concerns about some stuff, yeah, exactly. and it's going to be in a controlled environment. Yeah. But it just seems like everybody, it seems like in this particular area, everybody's afraid to tell the other one and to really have a particular hard stance on this and, and without not really any type of resolve. Whereas and not 30, communicating, no. not really understanding what the issues are. You know, Jerry Jones has a hard policy, but looks like the Miami Dolphins last night, then, you know, they don't have a policy. Mm-hmm. I think the guy from, from the Carolinas said he would pay the fines. And so, I mean, there's so yep. many mixed bags of messages that nobody can, and you can't police 20 policies. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that if a, if a guy has the NFL logo on his, on his jersey, and he's representing the league and that and that team that he can have a far better forum to protest that you know i think like what you said i think you can pick and choose the places that you do it and have and be more effective than doing it and that way where you're leaving such there's so much room of interpretation as to what you're really protesting and the nfl instead of saying you can't use this platform of the national anthem okay the better way to do it, in my opinion, would be to say, let's try to give you a better platform. Let's give you a more open space. And here's when you can do it. You want to get your point across. Here's 15 minutes where you can talk rather than three minutes where um, you don't get to say anything. And, you know, Tony, the NFL now has its own network. They could actually they fold, they could could. fold this into they absolutely a player. You know, a player. They obviously have a yeah. players union, but you have a, a, a group or a subcommittee of things that the players are concerned about and you put that on the network in a controlled professional thought out you know forum and more stuff gets done that way yeah one of our our shows last year on on football night in america i went out to miami and i did a piece on the two guys michael thomas and kenny stills and we talked about you know we showed them and what they did and kneeling for the national anthem but we showed their directives down in miami the ride-alongs that they had introducing the policemen in the neighborhood the community forums and the the police officers saying, hey, this was a help. We're making progress. Nobody sees that side of it because all they focus on, well, here's two guys kneeling during the national anthem, but they don't know what they're doing to try to be a solution. Right, because when you're kneeling there, you can't tell the community what you're mad about. But if or, you get Tony's last 15 or minutes. what you're doing, yeah, to, to make it better. And we said, hey, will anybody that wants to talk, we'll give you five minutes on football night in America. And we well, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, but not many other teams took us up on it. How cool is Dan Patrick, Tony? Dan is a good, good guy. A radio uh, actually, guy, too. Yeah, we're going to miss him. He's going full-time radio. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's, so he's what concentrating on his show. <laughs> Mike, Mike you got to stay on TV, Tony. I know. Mike Tirico <laughs> is going to be our, our host this year, and we're going to miss Dan. But I he's like a great Mike, guy. though. I like Mike's Mike. Mike's tremendous. Dan Patrick is so talented. Uh, Tony, you're going to get, I think they uh, elected you for the uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, For exciting. the uh, Buccaneer deal. Uh, September 24th, it's a Monday night game. And ironically, Pittsburgh Steelers are the opponents. So I'll have all my uh, Pittsburgh. Who are you going to be rooting for, Tony? Don't lie. Oh, you know what? It's going to be <laughs> tough. It's going to be tough because of my Pittsburgh roots. But that night, definitely Buccaneers. And uh, we're excited. We're going to have a lot of family members. The Bucks were tremendous. They invited Every staff person, every coach, every player that was here during my six years uh, back. And so we're going to have a big reunion, ton of family, people, friends, and it should be a great night. Football night in America, you know, the matchup happens to be Bucks at Colts. Who does Tony Dungy lean towards? 
<laughs> Lauren, no, let me ask Lauren. Uh, Lauren, who do you lean towards? Bucks versus Colts in Indy. Who does who does Lauren done? Gotta go with the Buccaneers. Oh, go with the hometown. You gotta go with the home <laughs> team. Absolutely. Show my loyalty. How about you, T? How about you, T? I'm uh, pleading the fifth and staying right down the middle. <laughs> How about I think you were a guy that gave Tony Mandrich uh, Mandrich a chance? Did you not? No, go, he no? was before me. Was he he before was you? actually before me. Yeah. Do you know my favorite team, Tony? Favorite team Green of all time? No, my favorite team. Green Bay Packers. Really? Now, why would that be? Well, I grew up in Indiana before the Colts came. Yeah. And my dad was from Baraboo, Wisconsin. Okay. And yeah. you know how when you grow up, you kind of like, kind of get indoctrinated to what your dad likes. Yes. And so I was a Milwaukee Brewer baseball fan and a and a Green Bay Packer fan. But this is back in the, you know, John yeah. John Hadel, John, yeah. you know, David Whitehurst days. <laughs> and, Where they were struggling. Oh, they were bit. horrible. And then Bart came in and tried to save him. And yeah. he couldn't. It was fresh start with Bart. Then Forrest Gregg came in. But, you know, it's interesting you say that because when I got fired by the Buccaneers and Lauren will remember this um, Jim Ursay, the Colts owner left a message on my voicemail and I played it for Lauren we listened and one of the things he said is hey we're here in Indianapolis but we've had a ton of people who didn't grow up with the team they're rooting for yeah. other teams because there was no one here we've got to connect with that community we've got to get these young people to be Colts everybody was either Bears or Bengals exactly or Rams said. fans like you know yeah. or maybe a Detroit Lion guy if you're up north but yep. Indiana didn't have a team and then when they did but so Ursay was right so they needed a guy like you to kind of come in and pull the guy from Kokomo who's rooting for the Bears yep. to, to his, be a Colts fan exact, his exact words yeah. how I actually cried because I'm a big time Packer fan when Jerry Kramer finally got and uh, was that it was, it was so just unbelievable. unbelievable. It was a, a great feeling. And, you know, we had Terrell Owens. He's upset because he only got in on the third ballot. He thought he should have been in on the first ballot. Jerry Kramer was 50 years waiting. I know that was in. the biggest His injustice. His daughter uh, presented him. And it, Paul Horning was there. Yeah, Paul Horning was there with a cane and, and just, you know, so glad that Jerry got in. Uh, Robert Brazil from the Houston Oilers. Right. He had waited 29 years. His dad was presenting him, and he said, my dad's 86. I'm glad I got in while my dad was still alive. And we had tears in our eyes with those two guys because they had waited so long, but it was it was really well overdue. Did you ever think a kid growing up in Jackson, Michigan, would be in the Hall of Fame 2016? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's pretty cool, Tony. It I mean, was very cool. and never. Did you, did you cry, Tony? Did you cry? You know, I did. I I've just... never seen you cry. <laughs> Oh, I've cried a few times, but I was very thankful. You're a real hard guy to get cry, aren't you, Tony? Uh, it depends. It depends. But, but did you cry uh, in the Hall of Fame deal? I did. You I did? did. I thank the Lord. I mean, you, you you pray for certain things. You think you're gonna, you know, make it into the NFL. You dream about scoring the winning touchdown in the game or winning the Super Bowl. But that that Hall of Fame experience and just just what you're saying that of all the people who have played and coached, you're one of 300 people to get that honor it's just unbelievable i got a mike allstott story to, to end okay to end it so you know when we were on the radio back in the day tony we were kind of smart alecky and we make songs kind of. and yeah i mean you know <laughs> you know tony we're kind of like the abrace you know we're the guys guys show yep. and you know warren was mad at me for a while yeah, and it's I just, it that. was just all craziness and you know we used to you know we had dave moore in here and dave would be Dave's on, on guy. oh i love yep. dave dave moore and uh, he would come in on Mondays when we were on 98 Rock. And, you know, we'd poke fun at Sean King and we'd poke fun at, you know, everybody. Now, I never, ever made fun of Hardy Nickerson because I was deathly afraid. <laughs> I was deathly afraid. Ty J told me once, like, man, don't mess Be with Hardy. Be careful with Hardy. Don't yeah. mess with Hardy. So Ty J was my boy and all this kind of stuff. So we kind of always, 
was always fun in Mike Allstott and stuff like this. So, like, about four years ago, we had this celebrity, like, uh, Mike Allstott presents uh, Wounded Warriors tag football game, and they had Jeff Garcia remember, there. Yeah. And so we get invited there, us, our misfits. So we go there, and we're like, hey, there's Mike Allstott over there. Should we go up and say hi to him? Because, you know, we've talked some smack about him, and he still looks pretty thick. I mean, we're pretty, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he he's a thick. big dude yeah. out of Purdue, you know? And, uh, and Manson's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> and this is completely like comes from the Tony Dungy take the high road mantra. Okay. okay. And we don't have not always done that, Tony, but we're getting better at it. So I'm like, you know, let's go over and just say hi to him and see what's happening. So Manson's like, there's no way he's going to he's going to want to just say get, get oh, out of here. We used to kill him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like Becky was a caveman and like, you know, Mike fumble ball. Fumble like, ball. We were just we were just being funny. Right. Tony, like, Mike fumble ball, Mike fumble ball, oh, fumble. Like, you know, we were just always making fun of him so we're like man nothing's so we walked up and i go hey mike um and we were on his team they put us on his team <laughs> so, so we're like hey mike he's like oh hey bubba how you doing i'm like pretty good buddy how you doing and he was the nicest yeah, guy super in, nice and then i felt really bad i'm like you know what mike i'm really sorry i've killed you for 15 <laughs> years and you're a nice guy <laughs> the nicest guy ever plus he's uh. a lot thicker than i thought he's a He's a load. But you talk about one of the great oh. young men and, and just uh, classy. And, and he, Tampa was his heart. I mean, he would do anything for this city and for the team. He was one of my favorite players of all time. And, you know, the Buccaneers, the Glazers. And Brad Culpepper was at that game shirtless, and all he did was run fly pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Culpepper oh, looks like a wide receiver the ball, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Culpepper took his shirt off. Now, there's a lot of guys who have some good bodies around there still. Oh, like, he was he's not one of them. Well, but. no, he's <laughs> no, he's oh, like, Tony, he's ripped. He's lean. Oh, now, he's now, yeah. Yes, yeah. When he's playing for you at 279, yeah. not so much, but right. he's like 180 now. He looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Garcia still looked good, too. He can wing that ball. Okay. And so all Culpepper did was he had a shirt off, and he would just run fly patterns. Wanted to catch the ball. Yeah, exactly. And Garcia wouldn't throw it to him. Garcia, <laughs> Garcia had a cannon on him. I was always a big Jeff Garcia fan. Did, did Jeff play I for you, Tony? He was, no, he was after me. After yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I thought Garcia. he had a, you know, a raw deal. He's always getting traded. Yeah, he was. Uh, Lauren and uh, Tony Dungy in the studio. Tony, coach, I got to tell you, I'm um, a little starstruck by you and your wife. And uh, I um, would love to, you know, if you ever have anything to promote or you're doing stuff locally. And I would like to maybe talk to, uh, to your guys about my foundation, making a donation to your foundation so we can buy some books to give to the kids. Well, that would be tremendous. We would graciously accept that. Um, we ha all have a heart and a passion for reading. So thank you so much. We would welcome that opportunity. And Lauren, I'm giving you permission now. For, for zero compensation, if you want to make the next bad guy in your book, Bubba. <laughs> Bubba, the, Bubba the fat well, radio guy. You, now you've got to register to do that. Well, no, we might put you in there even just, if you're not, not in the Tony said, yeah. Lauren, we got to yeah. put Bubba in there. He made a couple songs about me, the Humpty Dance. I got to put Bubba in there one day. <laughs> yeah, no, you can be the villain in, in the next Oh, one. yeah, exactly. Uh, Lauren and Tony, thank you so much. Let's give everybody a quick reminder as to where you're going to be tonight and tomorrow. We and, will be tonight at Barnes & Nobles on, in Carrollwood. And then tomorrow we'll be at uh, Costco and we'll be at Lifeway. Lifeway in the morning and Costco in the no, afternoon. I think both oh, afternoon. Oh, afternoon for both of them. Tony, better be quiet. Love you're only in charge you. of special teams, Tony. Be quiet. <laughs> Tony, you're right. only in charge of kickoff return. Mom is in charge of it all. Now, can they go to CoachDungy.com or TeamDungy.com? TeamDungy.com. Team. Get all the details for everything that we're doing and more about um, our foundation. Coach and Lauren, thank you so much for giving me a chance because I am kind of the bad guy and – 
Uh, thank you for giving kind me a of. Well, <laughs> Dion did say, Sponge, don't make Tony mad. Just tell you right now. That's what he said to me. Yo, Sponge, you might want to back it down a notch with Coach T. I'm just telling you that right now. Was Dion that was he? I mean, obviously, was he that good, Tony? You no, know, he was good and very misunderstood guy. He was flashing, flamboyant, but a great teammate and, uh, you know, always enjoyed And he's doing like, some really good he's stuff doing right some now. Neat things. He's yeah. really philanthropic. Yeah. He's got that school and he's yeah. just, he's just. And he'll and he tries to set me straight all the time. Sponge, I haven't heard you. I'm like, listen, Dion, I'm sorry. I'm your <laughs> hey, Coach, thank you so much, Lauren. You as well, and thank you for giving us a chance. And we look forward to promoting your newest, you know, any books that you have out. Uh, and uh, I'd like to get with your handlers and what have you, make a donation so that we can buy some more books for kids to hand out. And uh, I really appreciate you guys coming and giving us a chance today. Thank, thank you. you so much, Lauren and Tony Dungy. You can go to teamdungy.com for more information. <laughs>